What's up, my good peoples? Welcome to the Be Transformed podcast, where we're talking about ideas that stimulate wholesome thinking unto identity, purpose, vision, and action. I am James Anderson, and with me is Kyle Entman and Logan Eaton. My good bros, what's cracking? What's crackalackalin? How are you guys doing? <laughs> well, I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? Sensational. Good. It's good to be back. It's good to be it's back. Good to be back on the show in this... Uh, Beautiful uh, podcast room. Yeah, mm. thanks for being late today. Well, you were. Are you one. looking in the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You guys were just really early. Here we are, cultivating another day. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Truth and vision. Frozen. What'd vision? you do today, Kyle? Uh I tried to cultivate some stuff. Oh, yeah. You tried or you did? I did, yeah, mm. I did. I uh, what'd you grow? Well, <laughs> some bananas, and some peanut butter. What? Yeah, nice. it's pretty good. You grew some peanut butter, <laughs> like well, in the, the fr- in a jar or out of the <laughs> jar. <laughs> it was the fresh stuff. It didn't have added sugar to it, so I was good with that. So it wasn't any good. Oh, good. Yeah, I tried to cultivate a gnat, but it didn't work too well. Did you produce any fruit today? Um, Just bananas. Well, <laughs> in my, I think I, I might have produced some fruit. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah, maybe by <laughs> just the confident. by the people I talk to or something. Mm. Always yeah. try to produce a little bit of fruit. What'd you do today, James? Mm. What did I do? Yeah, I did some post production mayhem. Mm. Yeah, like on the on the interweb. On the interwebs, yeah, the www dots, the worldwides. With one of those big, uh, one of those big uh, yeah, those boxes. numbers and letter things. Yes. What? What are those big computer type yeah, the things? Typewriter. Oh, the typewriters. Yeah. Mm. Man, I heard about those things. Those things are fancy. <laughs> Excuse me. Still got one. Banana. <laughs> <laughs> Post production. Post production. Like, okay, yeah, nice. production after uploads, the fact. Uploads, yes. edits, uploads, imports. That, yes. Because we had our second nice. podcast last week, right? That's right. Yeah. That's what went up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you had to like edit my hair and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, a lot, yeah. do a lot of work. I'm wearing a hat this week. <laughs> you look terrible. Yeah, thanks. Jeez, man. <laughs> I know, and I'm trying to look well, well put together, but you know, yeah, it's hard to do. Cool. Logan, what did you do today? Well, I uh, thank you for asking. No problem. I uh, I worked. Okay. Uh, I traveled for work and then worked Whoa. at my desk, mm. and then I went to the gym. You, you take the bike to work or uh yeah it was just a beautiful dr- day drove? okay nice. beautiful day in the rain yeah, yeah. <laughs> gusts at about 55 miles an hour <laughs> rain <laughs> horizontal right didn't even need to pedal <laughs> yeah yeah february yeah. 6th today 2019 huh yeah hmm. yeah they said it's supposed to uh go from 55 degrees to like 15 degrees in really? four seconds tonight yeah. That's what the meet. Yeah. That's what the meteorologist said. So they're giving a bunch of warnings and stuff like, "Don't okay. be outside when that happens. Don't think that you should be in shorts <sighs> and then it happens." Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. Not I'm right. just saying, don't be outside when it okay. happens because mm. you might you might get surprised. Yeah. It might not feel good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll check. I'll make sure I try to abide by that. Yeah, just check <laughs> the weather. I will. I will. Anybody check. out there listening on the rate on the AM? Uh, be aware at about 11 o'clock tonight for a it's deep It's going to drop down real fast. Yeah. 40 seconds. An extreme deep freeze. <sighs> if you guys are listening now in the car. It could be happening. Yeah. Watch out. <laughs> right. Put your panties on. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, so today we're talking about Joseph. Joseph. Mm, and some dreams. Dreams. That's it's, in the Old Testament. That is in the Old Testament. Yeah. It's not the book of Joseph, though, it for is, our listeners, right? It is not. Okay, I knew that. The story of Joseph is in the book of Genesis. It's in the book mm. of Genesis, okay. Yeah. Cool. Which is also in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Starting at chapter 37. 37, Genesis. Yeah. Yeah, so Joseph, this is a pretty interesting story. He um, he has these dreams. He got, has two dreams, and uh, one of them, it's like, I don't know if it's hail or no. I mean, hay, but it, I think it was wheat. There's like 12 things of wheat, and one rises up, and it was Joseph's. Uh, above his brothers and uh, he told his brothers and they were not having it but th- they're pretty good at interpreting dreams though because they're like you think you're gonna rule over us and so he he was number 11 in the child uh rank department so he had 12 he was the 11th kid out of 12 12 siblings so these 12 kids total yeah there. so these 12 kids became the 12 tribes of israel okay so israel was their father, who was first named Jacob. So anyways, he has this dream. He has another dream where uh, the the sun and the moon and 11 stars bow down to him. And so he tells this one to his brothers as well, which mm-hmm. his brothers already hated him because of the first dream. Mm-hmm. And then his father rebukes him. And he's like, he's like, you think your father, you're, you think I and your mother are going to bow down to you? He's like, you crazy. Mm-hmm. But says he kept it in his... He, he kept it in his mind parts. But yeah, so Joseph, because of these dreams, right, his brothers hated him. But on top of that, his brothers hated him because his dad favored Joseph over everybody else, which is interesting because it's like it's part of the favor of God slash bad parenting. So anyway, so the other brothers hated Joseph. And so and then his dad gave him that fancy multicolored uh, the the dream coat thing. Yeah. And so they hated him all the more. So anyways, Ooh. Joseph has these dreams, right? Okay. And then some time passes. His brothers are out grazing some, some sheep off in some distant place. And uh, Joseph's father sends them out to his brothers to go find out how they're doing and bring re- report back. Well, here comes Joseph. And his brothers are, they're like, Ah, there comes that dreamer. You know, he's like, and they're they're trying to plot to kill him. So, yeah, so they think about killing him. They chuck him in a cistern, a dry cistern. And then, you know, being uh, business guys, they're like, there's no profit in murder. But there would be some profit if we sold him as a slave. Mm. So they sell him as a slave, and he ends up in Egypt. Okay. And so he gets bought by this guy named Potiphar. Uh, works there for a little bit, gets falsely accused of trying to rape Potiphar's wife, uh-huh. gets sent to prison, hangs out for the time for it for a time, and then ends up standing before Pharaoh and interprets a dream, and that ends up putting him in charge of all Egypt. Okay. Which so Egypt is the fulfillment of Joseph's dream, which is also the fulfillment of the promise that God promised to Abraham about bringing his descendants into Egypt. And then eventually to the promised land. Yeah, so it's interesting when you think about this dream that Joseph had, these dreams. So this dream was to rule over 
his family. He was going to be in some kind of authority. And what's interesting is that he had the dream, but the fulfillment of the dream was not immediate, mm-hmm. right? It, it wasn't like all of a sudden. And then not only that, but then the situation got crazy, right? He gets sold as a, as a slave, forcefully sold as a slave, ends up in Egypt and gets bought by Potiphar. But what's interesting is that he, so he goes to work for Potiphar, Potiphar, I don't know, gives him some, some kind of duties to do, but it, it doesn't take too long for Potiphar to recognize that what Joseph is doing, like everything Joseph's in charge of is like flourishing. It's flourishing. Yeah. It's like increasing. It's like, there's something special about what he's doing. And it had to have been more than what everybody else was doing because Potiphar was like, huh? If I put him in charge of this little thing and, and this is, these are the results he's getting, he's well, what would happen if I put him in charge of my entire estate? So he puts him in charge of his entire estate. Now, what's happening is the favor of God on Joseph is on everything that Joseph touches. So Potiphar's entire estate is, is increasing and it's being blessed by God. But what's fascinating is this has nothing to do with Potiphar's righteous or unrighteous relationship with God. This has everything to do with Joseph's being favored by God. So even though Potiphar's reaping the benefits, it's all because of this man, Joseph, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So you guys have any thoughts on that one? Mm. Mm. So Joseph's bringing a lot of, he's like the, um, you know, think about it, you know, someone hired into a business that like, it's a very valued employee, like in the, the employer's just like, wow, this is like awesome. Like he's doing an amazing job and it's like a natural, but it's also like a natural thing too. Cause he's not like trying super hard to just, he's using his natural gifts and abilities to, and it's bringing, uh, it's flourishing his kingdom, right? So uh, Potiphar's. Yeah. Yeah. Potiphar's, yeah. 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 So then, so then, so it's going well, he gets put in charge of everything, but Potiphar's wife's got the hots for him. Right. So uh, Joseph's handsome man. And so, yeah, she's like, she yeah, she's like tight eye shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's must, like, must have a mustache. Must, must have a mustache. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you shaved yourself. Yeah. 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 So anyway, she tries to get busy with him. He's like, I ain't having it. But it's pretty epic, though, because, you know, so he talks about he's Joseph. His response to her is, mm-hmm. is that he's like, my master has put me in charge of everything. He said he has withheld nothing from me except you because you're his wife. Mm-hmm. He's like, why would I sin against God? Right. So Joseph, in a place of, of, of bondage, created freedom. So, right. He says that Potiphar has withheld nothing from him. So the value that Joseph is bringing makes his situation much better, right? Cause he's sold. He's a slave. He was once free not too long ago, but now he is, he was purchased by this guy Potiphar. Okay. So anyways, but it, it, it's interesting because he, it's like he, Joseph resolved in himself that he wasn't going to touch this lady, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just interesting because it's, I mean, he, he would, he would look out for his environment. You know, it said like he, he wasn't, he tried not to be around when she wasn't there. 
but because sometimes when you think about like, okay, there's this, um, there's this recurring, there's this place of temptation, right? But he resolved in his heart that that wasn't even going to be a thing. And I, that's just proof that you don't have to be overcome and you don't have to hold thoughts of weakness or of being overcome, but that you overcome these things. So anyways, one day she, she does catch him inside. Nobody else is there. She grabs him by the cloak, says, Hey, come to bed with me. Dude ditches his cloak and runs out the door. And so this, this is then where she uses the opportunity to get mm. rid of him. So she tells her husband that he tried oh. to rape her and blah, blah. Potiphar obviously pissed, throws him in jail because mm -hmm. Potiphar is the captain of the guard. So I don't know. He must see obviously had some access to this prison. Okay. Well, so he ends up in this prison. And so it's just interesting because everywhere Joseph goes, he gets put in charge. So God had showed kindness. It says to Joseph and gave him favor with the warden who then put him in charge of everything. Just like at Potiphar's house. Everywhere Joseph goes, he's getting put in charge. It's interesting because so Joseph was number 11 right back at home. And so his brothers were all, all of his brothers, it sounded like, were out with the sheep. But Joseph was at home. Joseph got sent to his brothers to just find out how they were doing. So it's just interesting, this process of Joseph getting in front of Pharaoh. It's, it's like a, a, a place of preparation. Mm -hmm. because he's, he's, he's learning what it is to be in charge, what it is to manage. Cause you, you know, you think about like Potiphar's place, obviously he must've had some money. I'm assuming, you know, had, had some land, right? So you got, you got fields. So with fields, you got seed, you got to plant it, you got to tend it, mm -hmm. then you got to harvest it. You got to process it. You got to maybe sell it and store it, prepare it for the next season, whatever. Like, and there's a lot of people then involved in that. You got animals, people got to take care of those. You got to breed them, this and that, you know, it's like, I mean, it would, it would have been demanded of him to increase mm -hmm. everything, uh, that he had his hands to. So, but you think about all these processes that Joseph had to learn and go through, right? It, it was like a preparation unto, being able to lead a nation, which was the fulfillment of that dream. So then he goes to this prison, he gets put in charge of the prison. So everything he's responsible for every single person in the prison. Like, I don't know what that even looks like. I don't know how you end up doing something that gets you put in charge in a prison. But anyways, he does whatever it looks like. But yeah, so here he is managing this masses amounts of, of people. And then he ends up getting in, put in charge of an entire nation. But it's like he has these past experiences to pull from. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how can you guys relate to your past experiences, like benefiting you now and, you know, helping you on your journey to get to where you're going? You got that one, Logan? Sure. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, well, the first thing that came to mind was what... Please stand what yeah, what was joseph's state of mind in all of that like he had to have had um a mindset that that he couldn't accept just being average or doing an average amount of work or doing uh i don't know perf or, uh, performing at an, at an average level the work that he was doing he had to i don't know not to take any glory away from god but 
it 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 sounds like he didn't he wasn't just like existing and God was doing all this stuff mm. without him. Like he he had to be I guess open to um the the knowledge that it would take effort and it would take responsibility and then he had to have something inside I think he had to he would have had to have something inside of him that wanted to be great, wanted to be successful that he wanted to perform at the highest level that he could. Maybe just, you know, um I don't know for for whatever reason, but probably I mean to to glorify God and all of that. So I guess I was just I was just curious as to I guess what you guys thought his state of mind would have had to been and all of that because it it seems like you can't just exist and do all that stuff. You can't just accept average and do all that stuff. You you would have to have some kind of passion or desire to be great or to perform at the the highest level that you can perform at, mm. even if it's just for. Um, yourself knowing that you can fill a potential and if you operate at 50 percent it's not good enough for yourself so so operate filling that whole potential even if it was just that i guess i was just i was just curious as to what you guys thought if he had if you think he had a state of mind like that or if he maybe was just kind of existing and 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 i don't know wherever and, and god was just working around him instead of through him i guess mm. like god like w- was he open to the the fact that he had to take accountability and responsibility and and desire greatness and desire a, a max potential fulfilled a max performance fulfilled in everything that he did and then and god saw that and worked through that i guess that was my first thought what yeah. you guys mm-hmm. thought about the mentality mm-hmm. that he had what do you think there kyle um yeah i i don't know um it sounds like he had a probably a drive within him to begin and then we talked about uh you know god being for him kind of from the beginning and kind of continuing to mold him through that process because he could have just gave up sure the first time in the well he could have just said yeah. this is it this is ridiculous and then just okay. gave up but it's almost like he like like god knew he was a person of, of wanting to to be the best that he could that that wanted to provide greatness yeah. or, or provide a top level of a performance or whatever he did and you look know. at some of his you know the actions too of you know not sleeping with potiphar's wife which um you know showed his stance with god and that he put god above everything else so i think he was a, a godly man you know mm-hmm. so yeah um yeah dictated his how he wanted to like he didn't let his emotions up. run run his yeah his existence because because it, it could have been a really emotional time down in the well or it could have been a really emotional time in, in prison but he, he obviously had something inside of him that that didn't that, that he didn't let his emotions dictate the circumstance like his mind his yeah. mentality was strong his mindset was strong um not to not to be like it was all joseph not to take any glory away from god but it was it was like joseph had to show up too yeah, yeah, because y- y- yeah, you got you got two mentalities here. Because it he, he would have been easy to just get into the mic- the victim mentality and be like, "Well, crap, right? Like, I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna cry. This is my situation, and it's mm. hopeless." But it doesn't it doesn't seem like that was his mentality. It doesn't mean it wasn't hard because he talks about later, uh, once he's actually um, in charge in Egypt, he has a wife, has a child, and he was like, "God has given me comfort." Uh, are finally giving mm. me comfort or it's s- s- something to that extent. So all that to say is that it, it wasn't 
sunshine and rainbows, mm-hmm. right? But he took action. He would have had to take action. He says, you know, he's talking about, he's like, no, my master's put, put me in charge of everything he owns, and he doesn't worry about a thing, right? Because Joseph has responsibility. So it's like it, you have a choice in how you look at life. You know, you could be a victim or you could take responsibility. You could make the most out of where you are. But understand, you're not trapped anywhere. I mean, you're, you're not a slave. Mm-hmm. You could be a slave in your mind. But that, 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 again, then, is that's the victim mentality where things happen to you, right? And you, you don't have any control opposed to, you know, a responsibility mentality, which is things happen because of me. Things happen because I do something or because I didn't do something. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so Joseph absolutely would have embraced the struggle. Cause you, yeah, because you can read that story and think, well, why isn't God working with me like that? Like, and, and you could just be existing and be wondering, like, well, why isn't God doing these great things through me? And, and it might just be because uh, of an unwillingness to, to show up or to take the responsibility or to start doing something or or make a change in your mindset or, or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah, also, you know, I wonder what his mindset when he was in that well was like. I'm sure it wasn't all, you know, thank you, God, like here I am, and I know you're working. I mean, he might have been, like, um, but maybe he realized later, like it was all a cultivation process for where he was at later on that yeah. he didn't recognize it at the time. Yeah, well, it's interesting in Hebrews, you know, they're talking about, they're talking about faith. And so they're talking about the, the, the ancients were praised for their faith, the fact that they believed. And some of them had promises that they didn't even see fulfilled in their lifetime. But it was accredited to them as righteousness because they believed. And so, you know, you look at a time like this, because so Joseph had these dreams, but then his circumstances go seemingly sideways like mm-hmm. fast as if these dreams don't matter don't even exist like it doesn't seem like it it, it has any uh merit at all right like the situation is just going bad but that's not what happens and so i i think part you know one thing to take away is that that reality of what god has spoken will come to pass but there's this reality uh, of timing. I don't, I don't really like this word timing because Mm -hmm. I think you could, I think on one, on one end, it's like, you can't know what's happening. And then on the other end, you think like it's possible to miss it, but I don't, I don't, but there, there was this thing of timing because he had the dream. And then there was these years, this period of years, because once he got in prison, uh, the baker and the cup cup bearer get thrown in prison he interprets their dreams that come true. And it wasn't until two years later that Pharaoh has his dream. And then the cupbearer remembers Joseph. Yeah. So he was in prison for at least two years. And then he was in the well and then slavery for. Yeah, I don't think the well was very long. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so I don't know how long he was but at he Potiphar's was, place. Yeah, how long he was a slave for. But it sounded like he was a well-respected slave that, you know, he treated he treated him well. And he was he was able to continue to. Uh, reform himself and become a, you know, work on those characteristics that would make him a good leader, great sure. leader someday. Yeah. Yeah. But th- there's this reality though, that just cause you have a dream doesn't mean it's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. You know, cause when you think about like, if you have this vision and it's of the future, all right, well, let's just say it takes a thousand steps to get there. Well, 
step 999 is going to look a lot different than step number one. And I think that's something to pull away from that is, is the reality of, okay, we have this dream, but then how do we create it? Right? Because there's, there, there is a process, you know, when you think about like having a baby, which hey now, yeah. So let's just say we got a married couple, right? They're mm-hmm. like, okay, Hey, let's, we want to have a baby, right? They're starting to, to dream the dreams of having children. All right. Well, there's a process to having a child, right? There's a fun process. Step all right. One. Step one, <laughs> right? Where the sperm's got to fertilize the egg. All right. Well then step two, that egg's got to turn into a full term baby, mm-hmm. right? So you're talking about whatever, Takes a month weeks. and then nine months. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is there's, there's an incubation period in dreams. And then after that, then the, there's their baby turns into a, I don't know, toddler and then a little kid and a teenager, bigger, yeah. adult, right? There's just, there's, there's this process mm-hmm. and it's okay that it's a process. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay. That's not instant because the person that you see in the future has certain disciplines. They've, they have certain skills that they've developed. So if you see yourself in the future, I mean, you have to become that person. Right. And sometimes the mistake is they're like, well, I'll just become that person once I get there. But the reality is you will never get there if you don't start becoming that person right now. Gotcha. Cause it's only that person mm-hmm. who will create those things. Cool. So, yeah. So there's just, just this reality of the process. Cause it was the same thing with David. David got anointed King and then it was years before he became King. And he was in crazy situations and circumstances where Saul was trying to kill him. Okay. And, huh. uh, yeah. So it's interesting, but he got anointed King. So he had this vision of what his life was going to be. But then at the same time, there was a long period of time where it was looking weird. Like it what you know, like maybe it's not going to happen or whatever. Like, it just doesn't look like we're working towards anything. Cause right now mm. he's running away from the King. Wow. But yeah, but at the same time, he's still doing these exploits. He has these these men around him, and they go and they raid these different places. You know, he's he he went and lived with the Philistines for a little while, and all these uh, different interesting things. But it's just interesting that there's a process. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, but the other thing that I, that's fascinating is that so everywhere Joseph went, God went with him. Right. So he, here he goes. He goes to Potiphar's house. He's in he's a slave, but he goes to Potiphar's house. But everything he does increases like it gets better. Everything he touches increases. And because of that, right, he gets put in charge. He goes to the prison and it's like he makes that place better. Right. Or otherwise, why would they put him in charge? Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about this reality of everywhere you go. So goes the presence of God. And that should look like something. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, it looked like something for sure. <laughs> well, I think, um, you know, you can bring a certain attitude, a certain um, uh, energy, uh, personality about yourself that emanates uh, your comfortability or your uh, faith that um, you're here for. Uh, a reason and that comfortability that can come with knowing that God's with you and you can, uh, your actions can really speak louder than your words. A lot of times I think Logan. Yeah. <laughs> Are you done? 
Yes. Give another chapter. <laughs> I wrote, yeah, wrote that one earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was really good. I thank that. you. Thank you. Sometimes yeah. I create some good stuff up there. Yeah. yeah. A lot of power up there. Dude. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on up there sometimes. <laughs> so w- the question was, how, how, what does it look like to bring the glory of God to wherever you go? Yeah. I think it's uh, confidence. I think it's a, a self-confidence in yourself t- a, 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 and, and confidence in God, confidence that you're destined for greatness, confidence mm-hmm. that you're destined for winning and success. And it doesn't need to look like what the world thinks it, it, that looks like, but that you're confident that you're destined no matter where you go, you can't lose. No, confident that mm-hmm. you're destined for greatness no matter what. Um, because with that faith, I, I think comes greatness. Like greatness is a byproduct of, of when you put when you decide to put your faith in Christ. Um, you you you. I think we can easily develop a loser mentality um, when when really it's when, when Christ defeated death and defeated the grave and rose three days later. I think that um, calls for a need for a, a a winning mentality, a successful mentality. And so I think just being confident that you're destined for when you when you accept that faith and you you believe in Christ, you. Um, you're destined for greatness and success and being confident of that so that wherever you go, I mean, it's, it's like, I can't, I can't lose no matter what, like there might be challenges that might get tough, but I'm not being like literally being confident that I'm not going to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that mentality. I think, yeah. Man. I think that just spreads to people. Yeah. Cause if you come in thinking, well, I hope I don't lose mm. and, and you, you're just iffy and, and I don't know, you're, you, you you give off that vibe where it's like it's a, it's an instability and, and and nobody really wants to to follow that so people don't I don't, I don't think people uh, see that I think people see that or they sniff that out and it's like well that's, that's something's weird with this guy mm-hmm. yeah like if it, like if an outsider I guess would would look inside the church and then the church had you know a mindset of like there's nothing good in me or I'm I'm destined you know I just need to be average or be in the background or just to exist and suffer through this life until I die and go to heaven, then people from the outside are going to look at that and be like, okay, I don't even want to go to church. I don't even want to know. You guys are worse off than I am. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to know the God that you're worshiping if that's what it looks like. So when you have, when you come in and you're confident of, of being destined for greatness and success and and winning and, and like good purpose and, and fulfillment, I think that that's what, will draw people in to be like, what, what's this guy, what programs this guy on? Yeah. And, and, and then, and then people taste that glory of God and, and know that it's good. And then they, um, you know, the, 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 the faith spreads, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause man, cause, cause God's got a function, right? Created things to function, to increase. This was on purpose. So, yeah. So Jesus said it like this. So when you think about like Joseph and everywhere he went, man, things got better. He changed because he was there. The environment changed. So Jesus said it like this, right? He said, you're the light of the world. He said, let your light so shine before men that they see your good deeds mm. and glorify your father That's in beautiful. heaven. Yeah. No, he said, let them see your good deeds. Like do these things and let them see it. And because of that, they'll glorify the father in heaven. So there's this verse in uh, Ezekiel, hey, Ezekiel 47 is <laughs> oh. a passage. There's also... We got the flaxseed. Yeah, good cereal. Well, we don't want to. Yeah, four nine. <laughs> four Break nine. out the yeah. sponsorship. Yeah, <laughs> it's really tasty. It's good. It's all Did right. you just 
slap some yogurt in it? Is it uh, a milk? peanut butter actually? Like, oh, the peanut butter and the banana. No, not no, the not the banana. No. Sometimes it's like a it's a grainy. It's yeah, yeah, like bran. Yeah, it's kind of a brandy, grainy cereal. A lot good, of fiber. In good there. for the digestion. Yeah, <laughs> good for that first thing in the morning. For oh. fast, effective yeah. relief. Yeah, a lot of protein. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Nice. What's this verse in uh Yeah, so this yeah. passage in Ezekiel. So Ezekiel's crazy, man. This guy is having like he has multiple like insane visions. All right, visions. so okay. he's having this vision, right? This angel's walking around there measuring uh the temple. Well, they come to the entrance of the temple and flowing from underneath the threshold is this river. Well, everywhere this river goes, man, it brings life, right? It goes all the way to the sea where there used to be no fish, but it brings healing and an abundance of fish. Everywhere this river goes, it brings life. These trees pop up on either side and they bear fruit in season and their leaves bring healing to the people, right? So everywhere this river goes, it brings healing and life. All right. So Jesus says in John seven, he says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink and I will cause rivers of living waters to flow from him. Mm. All right. So rivers of living water to flow from. So what ha- and he's talking about the spirit, which is like the very next mm-hmm. verse. He's talking about the very whole, the Holy Spirit of God coming and living inside of you. All right. He becomes the source of the river is inside of you. And from you, it flows out, right? The source. And there's so much volume that it just, it flows and it has no end. So everywhere you go, you are to be like this river in Ezekiel, mm-hmm. which brings healing. Man, it says in, uh, Isaiah 61, right? Jesus, Jesus quoted this one. He's like, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the captives and to release from darkness, the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the vengeance of God and to comfort all who mourn. We are created what we have been set free to live in freedom and then to set other people's free. That you shining is to set people free. You using your gifts to establish the kingdom, to teach people who God actually is like for real. It's like the one who would bind up the brokenhearted, not smash the brokenhearted, Mm -hmm. but would bind it up. Like that is what our life is to look like. And this picture of Joseph is a for reals picture of us in the world beyond the four walls of this Sunday thing that we do, which is great. Do it, go there, serve, be a part of that. But that is not, that is only a piece of the puzzle. It is not the whole picture. You are a light that is to shine in a dark world. You need to go into the darkness to be able to give them light. This is where you were called to shine. And it's this place that you go and you bring healing. Jesus said, dude, it's not the, it's not the well who need a doctor. It's the sick. Mm -hmm. So you go with your gifts who you're created to be with the mentality of like, I have something to offer and I'm going to offer it and I'm going to offer it with everything I have. And you go into these circumstances that freaking suck and you make them glorious. Beautiful. That dude, that's the kingdom life. Mm -hmm. So there's this other reality in dreams, right? And and even this process of, of letting your light so shine before men, this, this developing 
one, defining your gifts, right? Defining vision and purpose inside of identity in God, right? And then getting sold on that and then taking action. And there's, there's this reality, like just like Joseph, where you got to embrace the suck at sometimes, right? So there's this verse in um, Romans, right? Which is just talking about we're justified and free from sin. And, uh, and he says he, in part of it, he's talking about how we glory in our, in our sufferings because suffering brings about perseverance and perseverance, character and character, hope, right? And hope doesn't disappoint, but he was like, we, we glory in our sufferings. Like there's a certain mentality you have to have to glory in your sufferings but it's not suffering for suffering's sake like as if you are like paying a penalty right because you're justified through faith and that's this is what that passage is talking about right so you're not paying any penalty but there's this reality where struggle resistance opposition right it 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 brings about maturity right like in a sense where like pressure causes weakness to rise up if you if you get if you get in a place into an environment and it causes you to get stressed out right that a place of pressure it's it's causing weak mentalities to rise up but this isn't about guilt or shame or condemnation Mm. right so when you think about like refining a piece of gold in the fire you're burning off all the all the impurities right so that what is left is this solid substance of total and utter value right like that's this process Mm -hmm. of the struggle right because he's like we glory in our sufferings because it makes us develop perseverance and perseverance makes us develop character and character hope so james said it like this he said uh he said, consider it pure joy, my good peoples, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And when perseverance has had its full work, it'll leave you mature and complete, lacking no good thing. Further on down, he said, blessed is the, blessed is the one who uh, perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, they'll receive the crown of life God promised to those who love him. Right? So this thing of perseverance, which is interesting because like perseverance is only like it's, it's in times of struggle. It's in this constant move forward that you would need perseverance. Mm -hmm. You would need to continue to put one foot in front of the other, right? That's action. Mm -hmm. This is a life in God. All right. So struggle con whatever, just, it causes you to grow. It develops perseverance. Perseverance brings about character. It brings about maturity and it, it, it brings about a life that at the very end, you get this crown of life promised by God. It's like, if, if this, if struggle brings about glory, I think we have to change the way we think about struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you guys think? Logan? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I just I think the the struggle gets misused. I think the struggle gets twisted sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I because um, I used to think that I used to hear those verses and think like, mm-hmm. well, uh, everyone says marriage is hard. That must be part of the struggle. Or I don't like <laughs> yeah. my uh, I don't like my job right now, but 
I, I feel like if I just struggle through it, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll be able to bring more glory to God if I just struggle in it and talk about how hard it is or mm-hmm. how much I don't like it. Um, so I think we put our, we, we allow ourselves to be in things that are, um, we, we, we allow ourselves maybe to look at, at things in life and call them struggles when really it's, it's, it's like, uh, a struggle is like when you, when you know where you're going and you have a vision. So, so maybe it's for a, a marriage or it's for your, your, whatever you want to do as far as work goes. When you have that vision, it's like the struggle is, is the the challenges and, and like you said, the opposition that's going to come your way. Cause obviously the world and Satan wants you to be, to just exist, to just be average. You know, he doesn't want uh, greatness to come out of you. So there's going to be challenges and opposition. And so I think the struggle is when those things come. And then, and then, like you said, that, that reveals weaknesses that you need to address. It, it reveals mindsets that you need to address so that you can take the next step and keep going. I don't think struggles is like, well, me and my wife aren't getting along right now. And I'm just, and it's just, it's just hard right now. Or having kids is hard or this job is hard or, you know, I didn't, I didn't, uh, um, you know, I didn't learn anything on Sunday. I didn't have the, I didn't have a, an emotion at church that that sparked some kind of inspiration. And so, I think I'm spiritually just depraved, and this life is hard. Uh, so, I think it's just we get struggle twisted. Like, like you don't you don't glorify in in those kinds of things. Like when you're just mm-hmm. when you're just getting I don't know, um, I don't know. It's just you, you glorify in the struggles that reveal something and and the things that come when you're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or when you're when you're moving towards something great when when the world and when Satan wants to keep you average and you overcome that like that's something to to glory in mm-hmm. when you do that so so rejoicing in those in those struggles because you know you're going to overcome and you know it's going to reveal something to get you to the next step mm-hmm. so I think just just well life is hard or spiritually I'm just depraved or I'm in a season of winter and all that stuff is like well you know I don't think that's struggle like nobody's nobody's telling you to be there god's not telling you that you have to sit in that or soak in that it's it's you have you know all the power everything you need to get out of that so don't call that you know really a uh you know don't sit sit in that and just say well you know life is hard but if i if i just you know exist through it i'll glorify christ because i'm supposed to struggle i'm supposed to suffer mm-hmm yeah. Like taking on a mentality that you're supposed to suffer to glorify Christ. And so these things that are just kind of like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but these things that are just like, you know, that everyone goes through. It's like those those aren't really like the, the struggles that are going to bring glory, uh, that are going to reveal things. Or, or, or I don't know, they're, not, they're the struggles that aren't going to that aren't going to bring glory because you have all the power to keep moving. I don't know. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because that's that. So that's. Because everything you're talking about, that's that has everything to do with your mentality and your view of God and yourself. And those two things affect your view on the world. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you know, because, you know, people are like, oh, I just woke up, you know, this morning, you know, on the wrong side of the bed. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm being, you know, I'm, I'm being attacked. And it's mm-hmm. like, <sighs> right. We think God wants us to struggle and suffer. Mm. Or like we the, get into a mentality yeah. that he wants that for us, for, for something. Yeah. Or that's the human word. Told, that's what people think at least that's a mentality that I see a lot of people like leading with right, right. that suffering um, you know suffering for glory or whatever type of thing yeah sure. I mean I think there is a good aspect you know struggles are important because they do they like you said James kind of help 
purify that because you know not we face not every day you wake up and you're like oh you know this is great i can't wait to go to work and do that um but when you have your mind set on what you want to accomplish and that you know when you can get past the whole you know, just collecting a paycheck each week mentality i think that makes your struggles quote unquote struggles whatever they are um more worth and when you identify your gifts they help you to make them more worth working for you know so when you do go through it you can say all right you know well i got into an argument with this guy and i can go home and uh you know ruminate out about it all in my head all day or, or get i can down say on yourself about yeah, it yeah or i can say what can i learn from this so that i can you know better my and attack and and, and grow from this so mm. um and I think we need to be careful on you know, struggling versus, you know, suffering. You don't want to put your house, put yourself into this suffering mindset where you have to you know, play the victim role or anything like that. Right. You know, step out of that, embrace your struggles. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, but don't be crushed by it. Yeah, right. Yeah, because a lot of it has to do with your mentality, like the way you think. And so we're not talking about struggles in the sense that God hates you and you should feel worthless and all that, right? Because that's a direct deception mm -hmm. so if you believe that, that yeah, that's what i was trying to say yeah which we all have believed that that's mm -hmm. a deception you literally are believing a lie right and what happens is like that junk stays with you right are you literally you give it the mm -hmm. nice seat on the couch right you take it out to dinner because it's just this junk that you continue to cultivate you're thinking about these emotions and all this negative thinking mm -hmm. all right well the more and more you stay in this habit of thinking and feeling you create a pattern of life and a habit of this is how I live. This becomes part of your personality. This is who I am, right? I'm just negative. I'm just like this. I'm just that. I'm distant right? from God. I'm too far away from God or I feel far away from God. God never loves me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. So these mentalities are born from deception, though. Deception, man. So, right. So when we're talking about these struggles, man, we're not talking about being a freaking victim. Yeah. You know, because they're talking, sometimes they talk about being persecuted, right? We're not talking about you like having a bad day, like you know you like you're having like these crazy emotions. Now, persecution yeah. in the sense that you were out talking about Jesus and somebody punched you in the face, right? Like physical abuse, persecution. This is, I mean, these 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 sufferings that Paul's talking about. You know, he he's going out to proclaim who God is to the Jews and to the Gentiles. And that was getting him beaten mm -hmm. on a regular. So, yeah, we're not talking about a victim mentality where it's like, I just suck and this. No, we're like, I feel like you, you were saying it actually pretty good where you're talking about, okay, so we have these, we have this vision, right? Because Paul's talking about, dude, I labor and strive on purpose, right? So that people will know who God is for rails, right? So we labor and strive. We run uphill on purpose because we're after something. We're intentionally chasing after the will of God. It is God's will that none should perish. Now, this is interesting because mm. there's two different kind of wills in the New Testament. There's the will of God that's it doesn't matter what you think or what you do, that junk's going to happen, right? That's like the, the coming of Jesus that's happening whether you care about it or not. But there's this other will that's more like a wish. It's his desire. And that's this one where he says, I will that none should perish. I, he, his desire is that none that perish, but people are perishing. So when you understand what the will of God is and you get into it, this is the stuff. This, this is the place where it's like, okay, well, 
I literally have to think differently. I have to become different. I'm, I'm, you know, there, there is this, this, there is this struggle of changing the way you think of, you know, taking action over being comfortable and all these, these different thought process and this mentality, but it's like, you're going somewhere. It's, you're not sitting in the suck, right? Cause I mean, you even talk about like the, Oh, you know, you know, God's far from me or God, this or God, that. And that's just, that's ignorance. It's ignorant of the truth. Ignorance is a lack of knowledge, right? So we're, we're talking about Joseph, but this is a totally different time period. This is the old Testament, right? We're, we live in Jesus, right? Jesus was the one that says, Hey, come drink of me and I'll cause these rivers of living water to flow from you. Right? People buy into this mentality where it's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get filled up so I can get poured out. It, it doesn't work like that. You're already filled up. If, if the source of the river is inside of you, you're already there. It's it's coming out of you. Yeah. It's sourced from you coming out. You're not getting filled up and poured out. You're it's flowing, a constant flowing from you. There's an Old Testament verse in Psalms that says that David in Psalm 23 is talking about, oh, you know, my cup overflows. But look, Jesus came that we would have life and life abundantly. There's this different mentality that you got to take. So we're getting into some Old Testament realities, but there's some New Testament realities that are not debunked. They're not overshadowed by the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. There's realities that we live in that we must understand and never let go of. Right? Because you look at Joseph and being a slave, and the story of Joseph is nuts because you could look at it and think, I think, I mean, it's like, all right, well, did was this the road that Joseph had to go on to be able to fulfill the dream that God gave him to end up ruling? Because this was in fulfillment of the promise to Abraham. So it's just interesting because it's like, all right, well, then did did God cause his brothers to hate him and his father to favor him? And did he, you know, did he? end up with Potiphar on purpose? Did he end up in prison on purpose? Right? Like, did God orchestrate it all? Like, I don't, I don't freaking know. But because, you know, I look at my own life and I look at the things that I've, I've went through and, but those things that have also prepared me or have, have given me knowledge and insight into that now, like I teach other people how to get out of, right? When I was in some mental mayhem, you know, and all the stuff we're talking about, like, these mindsets of suck and I feel like God's far away from me and I'm no good. Or am I even saved? Like these, that was, that was my life at one time. Right. But I have learned how to get out of that. And now on purpose, I help people get free from that. Cause that's not God's will for you to be jacked up like that. But you start thinking it's like, all right, well, you know, did God, you know, cause that to happen so that I could be, a, I could have that experience. I don't think so. Because I believed a freaking lie. I believed some deception. And the byproduct of that was mental mayhem. Mm -hmm. Right? So instead of having faith and believing what the Bible said, I went off my emotions. Right? Where it's like, oh, it feels like God's far away. God's this, God that, whatever. Well, when Jesus, the truth, was when Jesus ascended after, after dying, being raised, when he ascended, he ascended higher than the heavens to fill the entire universe with himself, which means you cannot physically get out of the presence of God. Then those who believe the very spirit of God comes and lives inside of you. So it, it doesn't matter what it feels like because the truth doesn't change. 
So that's where then you learn to change the way you think based upon the truth, not on how you feel. Nice. Beautiful. Well said. But yeah. But there is this reality of, of struggle and, and this perseverance, but it's, it's, it's one in which that you, you run, you're running the race, right? Paul talks about, um, you know, people who run a race. He said, well, run the race in such a way to get the prize. He says, everybody who runs goes into strict training, right? Because your mentality is, I want to win. Mm-hmm. I'm going up against these other people. So I need to go into strict training, right? Mm-hmm. You need to get into resistance to be able to build endurance so that you can win, so that you can run faster, outlast, you know, these other people, right? Run in such a way to win the prize. He says, when it's all said and done, he's like, you know, I strike and blow my body so that when it's all said and done, I'm not disqualified from the prize. Like I'm not disqualified for the, from the very gospel that I'm out preaching. Right. And so we're not talking about when he's talking about beat and blow his body. He's mm-hmm. not talking about like, uh, what's that? There's whipping himself. Yeah. That's what's, self, what's that word? There's a word for it, but self mutilation type stuff. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about, but we're just, but like Joseph in Potiphar's house with Potiphar's wife, right? He's like, He's, he stays on top of it because he will not be overcome by something stupid. He's not going to sin against God. He holds the value of his life in God more than, you know, this opportunity to get busy with this wife of somebody else. Gotcha. So Paul's talking about like a personal discipline. Yes. Like a mental state of mind that he has to continue to um, cultivate a discipline that he has to continue to cultivate. And sometimes that takes taking a, a lie and, and determining that it's a lie and then moving past it. Yeah. And it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't feel very good. Sure. It feels like maybe a blow to the, to the face. Yeah. But it's not yeah Right. Okay. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't, we're not, it's yeah. maintaining he's not a actually punching it, himself in the face. Where he's talking about that striking and blowing his body. He's maintaining a state of mind that that takes mm-hmm. effort and it takes um, right. facing challenges. Then is that? Yeah. Well, I think it's just like he he's, he's not letting his body rule yeah. what he yeah. does, yeah. right? Because I mean, you think about it, man. I mean, this guy went the distance, long journeys. You know, talking about bandits in the forest, bandits in the desert. You know, he was ever he went on these massive mm-hmm. journeys. He got beaten, whipped, stoned. You know, put in front of wild animals to kill him on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. But he's just like, like, I'm not going to let my body or my emotions or my thoughts dictate who I'm going to be. Like, I'm going to keep the course. I'm going into strict training. I'm going to be focused, right? He, he's, when he's talking to Timothy, he's like, um, he's like a, a soldier doesn't get involved with civilian affairs, right? You stay focused, right? He says you're, you're after pleasing your commanding officer, right? You're focused on your duties and the people around you. And this is what you're doing. You're not looking to the right. You're not looking to the left. You have what you're doing and you charge forward. This is about a focus because of freaking vision. There's an understanding of what this life is about. And that is what you're chasing Mm -hmm. after this. See, because vision, right? Without vision, man perishes or casts off restraint. Vision is what demands and necessitates discipline 
because it, it vision is your destination. Well, if you have no destination, there is no reason to hold a course because there isn't one, right? right? There's no reason to have, you know, get disciplined in your thinking or learn this skill or, you know, like persevere through this. There's no reason to have any of those things if, if there's, if there's no end result that you're trying to achieve. Yeah. But when you have that end result and that is crystal clear and you constantly review it over and over and then you make a plan and you take action, then you review your purpose and your vision, your identity, and you take action, review, action, action, review, rinse and repeat. It's this process that you move forward and you literally change the way you think because you become somebody who's so focused on what they're doing that nothing else in life matters. This is how you live a life worthy of the calling you've received because if you have no idea what the will of god is and specifically for your life then dude how could you ever know what to do mm-hmm. that's how most people live and then they they make and what i i don't mean to be crazy but like a common thing spoken is like well god's infinite and i'm finite and it's he's a mystery and you can't really know his ways and i just that's he wants you to know that's his cow patties and he wants you to ha- he wants you to know that yeah because we're here to glorify that yeah that's that verse it's it's to god's glory to keep things yeah. hidden but it's to a king's glory to seek him out yeah mm-hmm. proverbs yeah. yeah yeah but like you said you gotta go s- seek it out like paul like you no know, paul going back he's he did it every day he kept going he kept running the race every single day yeah even when he was tired and, and it says, you know, lack of sleep and all those things that he kept on. And not that everyone's life's going to be this, you know, even searching for your vision is going to be like this crazy life like Paul had. But, I mean, it's going to have its um, it's going to have its ups and downs, that's for sure. And it's going to have its things where days where you're like, oh, man, exhausted. But, you know, you keep you got to it's just like going to the gym, you know, not every day you want to go to the gym and work out. But you you make it as a discipline for your life. Um, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Miles Monroe's, I just read what he said the other day. He said, people make grocery lists about what they want, but they never make a list of what they want for their life. Mm. Yeah. Like write it out, put it in writing. Yeah. That's, that's just because it's just like, it's the pattern of the world is just to exist. Like you, you go to school, then you go to college. Mm Mm-hmm. So that you can get a job, check the box. You got to make sure you save for retirement, pay off massive because because you want to stop working, and then die. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to stop working before you die. So, but so that's that's life handed down to you. That's 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 if if that's all you do, that's just existing, right? That's not living. So you accept the life that is given to you instead of creating what you see in your mind. But that comes from a different perspective. And this is the kingdom perspective. There is no other perspective. You do not just exist. That is not, I'm not saying that having a job is bad or saving for retirement is bad. But here's what I am saying is you do not retire from your purpose. You can retire from your job, but you do Mm. not until you are freaking dead. You do not retire from your purpose. When you are alive, there are things for you to do. There are responsibilities and duties. But man, if you don't freaking know what they are because you don't take time to seek it out, man, it's just, mm. you will live a, a life that is unfulfilled. Like you, it can be full of stuff and you can have fun and you can yeah. do these things, but there's something inside of you 
that's like, oh man, put there by God. That's like, dude, there's something more. And mm. I'm telling you, this Love is it. it. Yeah, it's great. Mm. Yeah. Daily cultivation. Yeah. It's that environment. You you get an environment, you seek out knowledge, right? That 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 talks about ideas and thoughts that you've never heard of before. And you start seeing things and you start seeing yourself in a future that you never dreamed of because you just you never had any idea that it was that that was even possible mm -hmm. so the environment that you keep right is is what can propel you forward or keep you where you are or freaking take you backwards if that's mm -hmm. possible decompose nice. right where you're dead on the inside waiting for your outside to catch up but man not the people of God, man. We're alive on the inside. And therefore, we take masses amounts of action on the outside on purpose. Because this is the only way that you will bring glory to God. Mm -hmm. we're, 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 dude, we're meant to make disciples of nations. This is, this is what Be Transformed is after. We are after making disciples of nations. And it is a process. This process that J that Joseph, that David went, right? They, they got anointed or, or they had the vision and there was this process that it took to get there. Dude, we are on this process because we will make disciples of nations because it's about discovering identity, purpose, and vision and getting into it hardcore so that you become so good at what you do that the nations call you up and be like, dude, we need what you have. This is freaking for real. Dude, who is it? There's um John Maxwell, man. It's, these nations are calling them up because they started some kind of leadership training thing. And these nations call them up and be like, Hey man, we need your leadership mm. training or whatever. Look, this is shining your light so bright before men that they see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. This is how we make disciples of nations. We understand who God actually is, who we actually are. And we freaking get into the life that we were created to get into, which is at the very core of who you are is everything you actually want. Amen. And that is the truth. Love it. Beautiful. That's so beautiful. Yeah. My good peoples. That is us. We are Be Transformed. Make sure you check us out at teambetransformed.com for everything you need to live a life that says all day, I keep it cultivated. Until oh, next yeah. time. Peace. Peace.